In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. Voters headed to the polls Tuesday in Michigan's presidential primary and in some local elections. In Berrien, Cass, and Van Buren counties, Donald Trump handily won the Republican nomination for president, just as Joe Biden won the Democrat nomination. However, about 13% of Democrats voting in the primary voted uncommitted. That's over 100,000. As for local elections, Berrien County voters said yes to school millage renewals at River Valley Public Schools, Niles Community Schools, and Buchanan Community Schools. In Van Buren County, a millage renewal for South Haven Public Schools passed. In Cass County, voters narrowly said yes to a millage proposal for Cass County Transportation Authority and yes to a millage renewal for Edwardsburg Public Schools. Meanwhile, Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson briefed press to say that absentee voting was much more common than people showing up in person at a polling place for early voting, which was the first time ever that was allowed. Over this initial nine-day early voting period all across the state, more than 78,000 Michigan citizens turned out to exercise this particular new option. Close to 20,000 of those votes were cast in the final weekend, and the highest turnout day, Sunday. The last day, the 25th of February, where more than 11,000 citizens participated in early voting. Benson said 13% of Michigan's active registered voters cast their ballots prior to Election Day. That's about 927,000 absentee ballots and 80,000 early voting. Strong storms in southwest Michigan last night. Severe thunderstorms, hail, and at least two tornado warnings One for Northern Berrien, one for Southeast Van Buren County last night. We have no touchdown reports, no major damage reports, and power outages appeared minimal. The areas affected include Dwajak, Niles, and Three Rivers. National Weather Service meteorologist Nathan Marsili tells us that 40 to 50 degree temperature drops we'll experience are pretty severe, but they won't last long. The good news is it's not going to be a very long-lived shot of cold air. It should modify to the mid-40s by Friday and probably into the 50s by Saturday and then even warmer for the second half of the weekend. Marsili expects at most about an inch of snow in some areas close to Lake Michigan today. Will the weather we've had this week cause damage to fruit crops? It was 72 degrees in Benton Harbor on Tuesday afternoon, only for the temperature to fall by this morning. MSU Extension fruit educator Bill Shane tells us he doesn't believe there's been enough warm weather to cause the fruit to bud yet. Obviously, warm weather at this point pushes us closer to bud swell, but it's not uncommon for us to have some of these warm spells. Looking at the forecast for the next day, Shane says he would only really be worried if temperatures got into the teens. Probably temperatures that are in the 20s are not a problem at this point. If we go a few more days like this, then I may change my opinion. But until we really run the buds in the chamber, we don't know for sure. Shane says they'll do that testing on fruit trees around the end of this week or early next week. He said each type of fruit requires a certain number of hours of warm weather before it starts to bud. So far, he doesn't think the crops in southwest Michigan are in any danger. Michigan reported its first case of measles since 2019 this week as a child in Oakland County was diagnosed with the illness after traveling. Looking locally, Berrien County Health Officer Guy Miller tells us when measles cases appear, they're almost always among those who have not been vaccinated. We asked about Berrien County's measles vaccination rate. 
Measles is part of the childhood vaccine series. It's the measles, mumps, rubella, so typically referred to as MMR. And by 18, you should have had two doses of that vaccine. And we've been kind of sitting right around 85% for the past couple of years, which is, according to CDC, lower than what you want to have that really strong herd immunity. They want 95%. Miller says he suspects the real number in Berrien County is a bit higher than 85%. But the data is only as good as what can be collected. He says the vaccination rates for some illnesses among children have been down in recent years, partly because of politics and partly because of vaccination hesitancy. However, Miller says the best way to protect your child and other children is to follow the recommendations for vaccination. The health department has information on the recommended schedule at its website. Coming up next Friday will be a sign of spring in downtown St. Joseph. St. Joseph Today's Danielle Crevere tells us March Mannequins will take place from 7 to 8.30 p.m. She invites everyone to come downtown and check out the live displays in the shop windows. Participating locations either do their own window or partner with an area business or organization, and they get mannequins, friends, and family and employees to stand perfectly still for about an hour and a half. So we pick a theme each year. This year's theme is musicians and bands, and then they kind of they go, go with that. Revere says that theme ought to result in some creative displays. We've got anywhere from, of course, Taylor Swift to The Beatles. We've got Stevie Nicks, The Spice Girls. We've got quite a wide variety. Downtown businesses are encouraged to stay open late for March mannequins, and there could be special deals in the shops. People can check out their favorite live mannequins and vote. The top three will receive bragging rights and some prizes. Revere notes the next day, Saturday, will feature the Spring Artisan Fair at the Union Social Event Venue at 216 Court Street. That will feature the products of several Southwest Michigan artisans for sale. The event will run from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. More companies are embracing their plans for growth this year after fears of recession last year. Robert Half, staffing firm Vice President Jeff Sokolowski, says it's a more competitive landscape since more employees are choosing to stay in their jobs. So stakes are higher for some companies. Get great talent on board. Employers need to be mindful of common hiring pitfalls make sure they're moving quickly and efficiently through the hiring process, extending the right offer the first time, making sure that it's competitive, working to meet that applicant's expectations. Sokolowski says companies can't afford to make major hiring mistakes, such as delaying hiring decisions, not staffing adequately and causing further delays on projects, and not considering which projects need permanent versus contract talent. The Insurance Institute for Highway Safety has given its top Safety Pick Plus award to Mazda. Also high on the list was Hyundai Motor Group, which includes the Genesis, Hyundai, and Kia brands. IIHS President David Harkey said there are some brands you won't see on the top safety list this year. And unfortunately, a trend that we've been seeing now for the last few years is we do not have a lot of our domestic automakers that are on the list. There were uh, no vehicles on our list from General Motors, uh, one from Ford, and two from Stellantis uh, that were Jeep products. You can find a variety of vehicles on the list from small cars to large SUVs and pickups by going to IIHS.org. Anything is possible. That's what West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin told members of the Detroit Economic Club this week when asked if it was possible that President Biden gets switched out for another candidate in a few months. You know, you've got President Trump with an awful lot of legal problems on his hands, and you've got people that maybe have concerns on on President Biden. Uh, 
I, I just want to see people come back together. The Democrats is not your enemy if you're a Republican. The Republican is not your enemy if you're a Democrat. I can tell you where the enemies of our country are, and they're not in our country, and they should not be. Manchin told the crowd at the Masonic Temple he's met with both President Biden and former President Trump. He said he hasn't seen any cognitive issues with either one. Manchin also said the intense division we're seeing in politics around the country is less of a threat to America than its debt. A report released this week shows the number of pedestrian deaths has increased in Michigan over the past five years. The analysis from the Governor's Highway Safety Association says there were 74 people hit and killed by cars and trucks in the first half of last year in Michigan. Spokesperson Adam Snyder says that's up from 63 deaths in 2022. There was was an increase in Michigan, but uh, Michigan is not alone. A number of other states have seen increases. And looking back at the past decade, uh, it's clear we have a pedestrian safety crisis on our roads. Uh, Pedestrian deaths just in the first half of the year are up 58% over the past 10 years. Snyder says the group recommends safe speeds, safe vehicles, and better enforcement to address the problem. A judge has ruled that Christina Caramo was properly removed during a meeting of state Republicans last month. The Kent County judge issued a preliminary injunction against Caramo. Former Ambassador Pete Hoekstra, who served during the Trump administration, was chosen to replace Caramo for Republicans. She isn't saying if she'll appeal the ruling, but says she'll comply with the judge's order removing her from the state Republican post. This comes ahead of a Republican caucus in the state this Saturday. Caramo was going to host it in Detroit. Chairman Hoekstra announced it will be in Grand Rapids. And finally, what's for dinner? Kellogg's CEO is catching heat after suggesting people eat cereal for dinner amid soaring grocery bills. In an interview with CNBC last week, Gary Pilnick advised shoppers to opt for cereal as it's always been quite affordable. He noted that a bowl of cereal with milk and fruit costs under a dollar. Pilnick's suggestion prompted a flurry of dissatisfied reactions on social media, one user writing, anything Kellogg's USA can do to make more money off people during a time of crisis. I wonder what the CEO is having for dinner. Kellogg's, founded in Battle Creek, is currently headquartered in Chicago, Illinois. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.